I'm Sean. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to Sean and Mike Take a Hike. Welcome to another episode of Sean and Mike Take a Hike. What are we talking about today, Mike? We are going to be talking about sleeping bags, blankets, quilts, and sleeping pads of different sorts. Okay. Sleeping comfort. Sleeping comfort. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That works for me. Um, Yeah. So, all right. So let's talk about that. So normally... Man, I guess, what, how do you get into it? What do, we, what do we want to start with? Well, that's a, that's a damn good question. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, okay, let's talk about how you and I started. Yeah. Let's do it that way. Let's talk about how we started, and then we're, we'll get to, like, where we're at today. Yeah. So, when you and I started. Yep. Um, I'm with you so we said far. before, kind of. Kind of the big thing that you get right off the bat is your backpack, right? And this is not about backpacks, but right. it does it kind of plays in. So come along with me for a second. So <laughs> you get a certain size backpack, and then you need to find sleeping covers and something to sleep on that fit mm-hmm. in that pack. If right? you if you don't want to sleep on the ground, some people I'm sure just sleep right on the ground. I don't think there's many of them, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not that kind of backpacker. I don't. <laughs> I need a little bit of comfort. I'm not sleeping right on the ground. Right. I used. So, to, I used to when I was car camping and had a just a regular family style tent. Like I'd sleep right on the ground in that thing. But I was really. I was also in my late teens, early twenties. Like. Oh yeah, yeah no. I didn't always mm-hmm. have an, some kind of an air mattress or anything like that. No. Yeah, no, I, we always had, I mean, even back when I was a kid, we had some sort of, well, you want to know what we did when we were a kid, we would take pool floaties and inflate them and sleep on those. It's an air mattress. I mean, it works. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> but so anyway, we've mentioned a, the website before steep and com. not a sponsor, <laughs> but, um, we're open to sponsor- sponsorship, steep and cheap. If you're out there listening, uh, feel free to reach <laughs> out. <laughs> but so I remember you and I went on and cause again, you know, we didn't want to spend a shit ton of money. Right. So it was like, all right, what is on this website that would work for a sleeping bag? Yeah. And we kind of went that route. Yeah. And um, I think we found, I want to say it's a 20 degree bag. Might be. A, it yeah. It's, it's a, it's a thick quilt or a thick, winter style camping like it, it's heavy duty um, and i remember at the time our thought was well this will be great because then it's good for everything cold, you know it's good for <laughs> everything because it's down to like cold temperatures a uh, little bit of foreshadowing not great for everything no no so uh but the other thing that i liked about that sleeping bag the original one that we got is it came with a built-in um I want to call it a cinch sack. What's the right word? Cinch sack is not the right word. It was compression bag, like a, yeah. like a compression bag. Like it came with these straps so that you like put it in the sack and then you tighten the straps down and it like yeah, it was all, it con- it was all nice connected. No, well, no, it wasn't connected. It, that was separate. But yeah, you, once you rolled your sleeping bag back up, 
if you did it right, then you could fit it in the back in the bag, and then that the straps on it would help take more air out of it, so it would compress it down even more to make it smaller to fit into your pack. Beautiful concept. Right. I think a lot of them have that. Um, they that one the twenty degrees for our first trip in August in the Porkies. Mm-hmm. Um, turned out to be a bad idea, considering mm-hmm. I could lay on the sleeping bag. I could not have the sleeping bag covering me. <laughs> right, I know yeah. that's the problem. Right, like because in your head you're like, I remember we talked about it. it's like, oh yeah, this would be great because it's good for down to twenty degrees. Right, what you don't realize, or you and I didn't realize, was. That's way too hot in the summer. You're not going to be able to get in it. Right. Like, it's it, it traps too much of your heat. And mm-hmm. the damn thing don't breathe. Right. And it was like you were dying if you would get into the sleeping bag. So Yeah, and remember, that people, was like we, the were, first. we were new at this. So we, we were thinking it, just, like, it'll keep you comfortable down to that temperature. We know now, we've learned that yeah. you don't want that for warm temperatures. There are other and better ideas out there and that, that's why we're here because we didn't know that we didn't research that so we're just right. trying to help the other beginners not do that make that mistake so and i'll tell you the other thing that i wound up not liking about that bag when you look at a lot of hiking sleeping bags for some reason they're always mummy style yeah i don't like mummy style I knew I didn't like mummy style, but I'm like, oh, that's what you get when you go hiking, and this is just what I'm going to have to deal with. I think it is what you get when you go hiking. It turns out I cannot find a non, like a light enough traditional style sleeping bag with a cinch sack, with a uh, light enough weight ratio, like I said, and that is the temperature range that I'm looking for in a traditional rectangle style sleep bag. I cannot find it. I have found a couple. I oh, have, have not you? bought any of them, but I have found a couple. They're and from what I have found, they're more expensive. I mean, you're okay. going to pay a premium for that extra little bit of fabric. Yeah. I don't know why they're all mummy style. I, I can only assume that it's to save weight. I think it's save material. I think it's because, and I, I no research into this whatsoever. But I, my personal opinion on it is, I think it's because that holds your feet in, and feet temperature, especially in the cold, like keeping your feet warm is is crucial. So I think having everything because the foot part of the the mummy bag does not unzip that does not open up right you get your feet That's in the there part I don't and, like yeah. is that it doesn't unzip. right right I no, want a foot up well, well I know you what and you need to run in your sleep so yeah I've got the restless leg I yeah. don't I I can't fix that I don't know what to tell you yeah and again everybody I'm still fighting this cough so um, you you might hear uh, the the sniffles are, are are drastically reduced I feel anyway but. The coughs are still there, so I apologize in advance again. We'll so. try to cut as much out we'll, as we can yeah, cut out. Yeah, per the huge. You did. Yeah. You did great editing on that last one, by the way. Well, that, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, there were a lot, and uh, it did yep. not. It did not come through in the edit. 
Good. Uh, but yeah, so back to sleeping bags. So that's what Mike and I started out with is we both bought these um, compressible hiking. I mean, the, the packs that or the bags that we bought say they're for hiking. And I yeah. assume, again, that that's like a weight thing and that's what you're paying for, why, why they're considered a hiking or yeah. backpacking sleeping bag. Because they are fairly lightweight, mm-hmm. but they are – they trap way too much heat in yeah. for – most of the year. Now we have gone. They are in, nice. I will say that they are nice. I and I'm not getting rid of it by any means. No, me neither. No, absolutely, I'm not getting rid of it. And the last time we went on a fall trip where it got fairly cold at night, I did not take that because I remember not liking it. But then all night long, I wished I had had that one because it same. was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's like okay, well, this got a little bit colder than I thought it was going to get. Yep. And now I wish I had the cold yep. weather sleeping bag. So it is a nice sleeping bag, but all of that, I guess, to say, know what the temperatures are going to be when you're going backpacking yeah. and get an appropriately rated sleeping bag or sleeping blanket, which we'll get into in a minute. Yeah. Um, appropriately, rated, appropriately rated for the temperatures that you are going to be out in. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the key is... Uh, it, our first ones were, like we said, rated for like 20 degrees Fahrenheit and we didn't think about the upwards temperature and everything. That's usually going to mean you probably don't want to go much above like the fifties or sixties, like outside outside temperature because you can unzip it, but you can't get everything out and you can't, you're just going to keep trapping heat. So the... I think the ones that the one I ended up with the new my sleeping quilt, which actually converts into a bag style if I wanted to. Um, that one is rated for down to fifty degrees and is a lot more comfortable in the summertime. Way yeah, more comfortable. So the the temperature rating is is crucial, and I think some of them from a little bit of the research that I did. Some of them will have a comfort range where it'll say this will keep you com- comfortable down to, and that's the number that's usually on the packaging. It'll it, that that's the low range, but some of them, if you look at the tag or in some of the fine print, it'll have a up to. It'll keep you comfortable up to this this temperature. So, like like I said, twenty to fifty or twenty to sixty. That's right. that it'll have that range on there. I know the more expensive ones definitely have that range. I don't know about all of the the lesser expensive ones, but just look at some of the more expensive ones and kind of I would imagine they're going to be kind of similar like range wise. If it goes down to twenty, it'll probably keep you comfortable with up to a similar range, maybe a little bit higher or a little bit lower. But yeah. just depending on the material, there's a reason it's more or less expensive. So, but yeah. Right. Keep that in so, yeah, consideration. So what I wound up doing after the first couple, couple of trips, of trips, I think I, I lasted a couple of trips trying to make that sleeping bag work. <laughs> and then I wound up getting um, a backpacking, I don't know if it's a quilt or a blanket or what exactly you want to call it. I think um, the brand name that I bought was Rumple. A lot of different companies make the same sort of thing where it's like a you know, almost a sleeping bag material with a synthetic interior, you know, mm-hmm. padding and all that sort of stuff. 
the one that I bought says it's rated for down to 45 degrees. So if we're going with like the comfort range, right, of, of roughly what you were saying a minute ago, I'm saying it's comfortable 45 to like 70 at night. Um, which I think is a pretty good range for the most times that we go when we're hiking. Well, and the the nice thing about the quilt or the blanket, whatever you want to call it, is that it's, it's a blanket. It doesn't zip. It doesn't, it can zip. It can button, I believe. Um, I know mine can. Um, yeah, but you don't have to. So if it is a warmer night and you don't necessarily want to sleep right on, your sleeping pad or right on your tent floor or whatever, you've got that underneath you cushion yeah. comfort, but you can take off whatever, however much of your body. Yeah. Like you can cover right. your legs, but not your torso or vice versa and, and make your, make your comfort level where you need it. So. Right. And that, that's yeah. like you're saying, that's what I do with mine is I kind of make it into like a, you know, like into a taco, you know, and I, get into it kind of like a sleeping bag you would get into. Mine doesn't have a zipper on it, but it does have little snaps or I don't know if there's snaps or buttons. I can't remember. Um, Where like you could theoretically kind of close it and make Mm -hmm. it into more of a sleeping bag. But that's what I like is the versatility of the blanket of you can have as much or as little of you covered as you want to a lot easier than you can with a sleeping bag. Right. So that's, that's what I actually really like that blanket. Um, and it makes it nicer if it does, you know, if you're sitting up around a fire or something at night, it's a lot easier to grab your blanket and kind of wrap up in that a little bit yeah. um, outside of your tent even. Yeah. Versus if you had like a sleeping bag, that's kind of harder to wrangle if you're not in the tent. Yeah, mine doesn't work out so well for that. This is uh, – Sean and I, when we first started, because we were researching together, we ended up with a lot of the same gear. Um, yeah. So this is actually where we differ – uh, probably this might be the only place that we differ in some of our gear at the moment, but, uh, mm-hmm. my sleeping bag or well, my sleeping quilt, um, is a little bit different to where it wouldn't necessarily work out so well outside of my tent because it still has that foot holding area. So it's still, okay. and it is still, but it folds like a taco. So you can, um, and it has a, I'm going to say a loop with like a little plastic grommet that you kind of fasten in there Yep. type of a deal. So it, it will let you close it around yourself if you want that sort of thing. But it's again, it's, I I would say it's down to 40 or 45 or 50 degrees comfort Mm -hmm. level. And you just have that freedom. My feet are always in there, but it's not as deep as the mummy bag. So if I want to stick a foot out, I still can. But it still has that enclosed area, so it's not just a blanket type thing to where yeah. I wouldn't necessarily take it out like to sit around the fire with it. But I've got, I've got a, a jacket or I've got whatever, a long sleeve t-shirt if I need it. So so then did yours come with some sort of cinch sack type yep. thing or did you buy... Nope, it basically has the same deal as our, as our sleeping bags. It's got the little cinch sack that's built for it it's got the four straps that you tighten around it to compress all the air out of it and it's slightly smaller i thought i thought when i bought it being that it was a different material and that it was a higher temperature rating that it would be a lot smaller 
it, it's yeah. not, it's not a lot smaller. <laughs> okay. And that's what I wouldn't say that the blanket that I have, I would not say it's a lot smaller than um, my mummy bag that I bought. Right. And the other thing that I don't love about the one that I bought is it does have like a, you roll it up and stick it into the sleeve, but then there's no cinch stuff around it. So like you can't. Okay. It doesn't have like a cinch sack. Like it's a it's a little bag that you put it in, so it keeps it rolled up and everything. But you can't tighten it down to like compress it. Oh, even more. okay. So I have been thinking about maybe getting just a you know off Amazon or whatever, just a cinch sack. That right. I could then put that in to try to make it t- take up less space. I mean, you can really shove it into what? the bottom of your bag and then put stuff on top of it. I was going to say up a lot of extra room. Um, it'll compress as I it needs think, to. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I've never, it's not like I'm running out of space in my bag. Right. So it hasn't really been an issue, yeah. but that is the only thing that I don't like about my blanket is that it doesn't really have a method to cinch itself down for packing. Yeah. And that, like you said, it's not a problem, but it's it it's a desire. Like it 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 leaves a lot to be desired when it doesn't have that. And there are certain yeah. things you find in your pack that you're just like, well, if I could just cinch this down a little bit further, it will cinch right. down. It'll fit in there, but it, like it would just be easier if it just came that way. <laughs> yeah. Right. You exactly. Um, so. so yeah, so that's like what we do for sleeping bag slash sleeping yep. blanket slash sleeping quilt. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would add to that, I mean, I, I, I assume we're probably going to be moving on to the sleeping pad, uh, uh, area here. Uh, I mean, unless you got more to say, I, I was just, add more. I, yeah, yeah, I was more. just going to say, just pay attention to the packed size when it, when you look at it, if you're looking at it online or you're looking at it at the store, Read read on there. It'll have like your dimensions of when it's packed and when it's uh, when it's unpacked. What like overall to how it fits in your tent. But pay attention to the packed size to make sure it fits into your pack or the way that you want it to fit in your pack. And the almost more importantly, pay attention to the weight of it. Um, some of them can get pretty hefty because they are not a down or they're not a synthetic. They are a full cotton or full whatever you whatever else is out there yeah. blend and they probably do a damn good job keeping you warm in the really cold temperatures but they're going to add the weight too so just pay attention yeah. to that and uh and you'll be all good and the only other thing that i guess i mean just speaking of size whatever size you get you know whether it's a like we were talking about the the traditional rectangular sleeping bags or whatever which if I were to buy another sleeping bag, that's probably the type that I will wind up getting as a yeah. regular rectangle one. But pay attention if it fits inside your tent. Yeah. You know? Oh, true. Yeah. I mean, the insides of these tents are not big. I mean, you and I both have single person tents. Yeah. Um, you do kind of got to pay attention on whether mm-hmm. the stupid thing is even going to fit in the tent because these tents are so small. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have a whole our whole opinions on these tents, uh, when we yeah. get to that episode. But, uh, but yeah, it's, that's a fair point. Just make sure your measurements are, are, are going to fit. Yeah. Not just the pack, but also the equipment you have out yeah. on the trail too. So, yeah. 
Or I mean, so, some yeah. some of y'all and might then, be hammock tent uh, camping too, and uh, you still got to have something to cover yourself up uh, in your hammock. So make sure it's comfortably going to fit in into that as well. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm not experienced with the hammock camping. I'm I'm intrigued, but I'm not experienced with it. Right. Same here. I always see those people out on the trail that it's like. I don't know if I would like that or if I wouldn't like that. I mean, right. I, I'd be willing to give it a try, but I don't know if I want to invest the money in it just to give it a try <laughs> to then find out I don't like it. Yeah, you can get a hammock for 20 bucks. I know, but is that... <laughs> I don't That's know. That's what mine is. It's it's good. Right. I mean, the, <laughs> right. the, quote, unquote, yeah, good. The listeners can't see the air quotes on that. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It's twenty bucks. Right, it's twenty yeah. bucks. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't have any experience with hammocks, so I can't speak to that. Although, I mean, realistically, I expect it's the same whether you're in a tent or whether you're in a hammock. You're still going to need something to sleep in. Yeah, in on cover up with. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. You, look, you can sleep just yourself. Out under the sun, on, out under the stars, not covered up, I guess, theoretically. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is not for me. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I like a blanket. Uh, yeah. Even at home, if I'm, like, dying of heat or whatever, I tend to always at least have to have a sheet on oh, me or something like that. Like, right. I know. So. I know. I just can't imagine being barbaric enough to sleep with <laughs> nothing covering me. Right. If, that, um, if that's for you, we're not calling you a barbarian. Well, Sean just called you a barbarian. I, I kind of am. Yeah. I, think, I mean, it's pretty, it's, uh, it's a different level than I am at. Let me say it that <laughs> way. I am not at that level. Yeah, so I think that's all I have for what I know about uh, sleeping bags or quilts or blankets. Okay, so let's move on then to talking about sleeping pads. Because we have a decent amount of experience with various types of pads. So let's talk yeah. about that. So the first one, uh, I really wanted this one to be like the best pad uh, ever. I, I thought I thought I found like the pad of pads. And that turns out not so much. So the one I originally found was it had a built-in pillow it had a built-in pump. It was like a foot pump, so you just step on it. You're just, you know, hanging out. You're not blowing in anything. You're not yep. wasting, you know, wasting all that energy and that air and all that stuff. You just got this little foot pump and everything. Turns out it took, I don't know, ten minutes to pump the damn thing up. It was, I know. it was I know. horrible. But and didn't that break on the first trip? Yeah, yeah. That that whole thing just. So I ended up having to blow it up with my mouth because the pump broke. At least that was an option. Like it would take a regular right. regular air uh, to to blow it up. But um, it did you and I have the same one? Did yours have the one? Because I had one when we started out too. That it was an air mattress with a built-in pillow and a built-in pump. But my pump was in the pillow. Was your pump in the pillow? My pump was uh, on the pillow. Was yours orange? I want to say yours was like blue or I something. I think it was orange. Was it orange? Maybe we had the same one then too. Maybe Because the pump, I remember hating it for multiple reasons. One, the pump sucked. Yeah. I mean, it was a nice concept 
not a good not in practice in practical yeah. yeah in practice but then so it had like this pump for anybody that hasn't seen them it's like this uh softball sized bubble bubble mm-hmm. that you're supposed to step on repeatedly and then i don't know the inner mechanics of exactly how it works but it like self-inflates um your whole mattress but the pump was built into the pillow so it was like when i was sleeping i had this giant orange softball that my head was on instead of being on a comfy cushiony air pillow yep i found that i was like sleeping on the softball thing yeah yeah that we must have the same one then because that was exactly the same experience i had so the yeah the pump was right on the pillow the the I'm gonna call it the dream because I can't think of anything else. The the valve, yeah. the valve. There we go. Uh, opening was right next to the pump, and yep. so you you had all of this hard plastic and softball sized stuff like right where you're you're putting your head for the night. Yeah, it, put that at the foot. Why was that not at the foot? Why wasn't it at the foot? Why wasn't it underneath? Why wasn't it just? It could have been in yeah. so many so many better places. So, yeah. online, when I'm buying this thing, I didn't buy it in a store. We don't have hiking stores, or stores with hiking gear near us, so a lot of our shopping is done online. Looking at it online, without seeing it in person, and being able to, like, look at it, test it, lay on it, any of that stuff, mm-hmm. thinking this was the pad of pads. Like, it's got its own pump, it's got its own pillow, it's like, it's saving all of the stuff that I don't need to carry with, with me. Right. It's built right in. Right. It's built right in. Sold. Three in one. And first trip, it breaks. So, I I did contact them. They sent me a new one. I still still have the the one they sent me, but I haven't used it because, screw that, that pad. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I have it in case I need it, but I won't know if I need it. I guess I have it in if like if my wife wants to join us and actually go backpacking with us. Sure. I don't have to buy okay. another pad. That that's a pipe dream. That, but okay. That's, that's just what I'm telling myself. Yeah. Um but so I found this other pad, which I really do like, but we'll get into why I don't I'm starting to not like it. But it's it's one that you have to blow up. Now they do make air pumps. Like you can buy these little tiny little air pumps. They're fifty to hundred and fifty bucks. I've found they're compact little battery powered rechargeable air pumps. You just put yep. them in there. They'll blow up your mattress for you. You don't have to waste your energy. I find it takes about nine to twelve breaths to to blow. I know that's up. the thing. It's not that bad. I, I remember thinking when we bought those original ones that we're saying that we don't like because I think both of you and I are on the same page that those first ones that we bought were awful. Um, the we didn't have experience with inflating a backpacking air mattress. Right. We had experience blowing up regular air mattresses. Right. Which backpacking ones are a lot thinner, have more well, of they're like a, lot a smaller. waffle. They're a lot smaller. They're a lot thinner. They have like a waffly texture to them. So like you're not. 
they don't take nearly as much air as you and I anticipated yeah, them not taking. All, not all of them have that waffly uh, shape to them either. Some of them have tubular. Some of them have different. Some of them have, t- sure. But most of them have that. So I don't know if you want to call it like a quilting effect or whatever. But yeah. it's not just a solid thing full of a bunch of air. Like there's a there's a system to it so that it doesn't take a lot of air. Right. Um, and it doesn't collapse which, where at the pressure point so much. It it's, yeah. it helps disperse the, the weight or whatever. Right. So that's a good thing and a bad thing. But, yeah, I mean, we bought these ones with these pumps because we were used to, like, oh, my God, that's going to take right so much time to sit there and blow up. Well, it turns out, depending on the one you get, of course, Absolutely. But most of them that are designated for backpacking that have this quilting effect to them, they really don't take that much air. Right. Like you were saying, like nine to twelve deep breaths. Yeah. And the thing is blown up. Yeah. So And they have the flap on them, so in between breaths, you're not having to try to keep the thing closed to lo- from losing air. It right. it locks the air in for you. So if you get lightheaded and you want to take a break, you can take a break and you're not losing any air. Exactly. So yeah. That that's the so beautiful the, thing the, about these. So and the second version came came with a pillow, but it was a separate pillow. That, yeah, that's that, what I was gonna say. Yeah, you can position it where you want it. It has this little strap that can go around the pad if you want to use the strap. You don't have to. I do. Yep. But um, but yeah. So you can position it where you want to. You can move it around. Do what you need to do. You can inflate it to the level of. I don't know pressure that you that you yeah, want. the firmness that yeah. you want yeah it's it's like a sleep number bed uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right I mean kind of but I mean joking but not joking because yeah. you and I talked about you like a firm pillow right yeah isn't that what you were saying yeah and I like a soft pillow and I was like oh this is great because again with that first one the pillow was built in to the actual pad. You couldn't get a soft pillow in a firm pad. Right. It was all the same air chamber. So it was like you either had a firm pad with a firm pillow, or you were basically sleeping on the ground with, with a, a soft, pillow. soft pillow. Right. Where with this like current system that you and I use, you get the pad, however much inflation you want. Right. And then you get separately from that a whole separate inflatable pillow. I mean, it's not it's not like bedroom pillow size like you're used to with your house. It's like a little mini travel pillow size. Nothing. But <laughs> not what? Nothing is bedroom size. You're in a freaking single person tent. <laughs> well, I mean, I no, I get that, but I don't want people to think of this as a giant pillow. I think that's a fair thing to point out. <laughs> okay, fair so enough. So anyway, so I like a soft pillow, so I just don't inflate mine all the way. And on top of that, because I'm a side sleeper, I can kind of get my arm underneath the pillow. Yeah. It's awesome. The yep. whole system is great. The only thing that I don't like about it is, is it your, maybe it's just me. Maybe I sleep weird. I don't know. Maybe I plop down too hard. Like, I feel, I've, like I've popped it a couple of times already. I haven't popped mine, but my, I mean, it's an air mattress. So as the temperature drops at night. So the pressure in the sleeping pad, it loses pressure. So you are sleeping on a softer surface from when you blew it up in the middle of the afternoon type of thing. It is an air mattress. Air mattresses lose air. So you are going to have to blow it up. 
if if you're staying at multiple nights in one spot, you're going to want to blow it up every damn day. Um, yeah. If you're moving on day to day, you, you I always open mine up and I blow uh, blow it up before right before bed again. Just add another breath or two in there. Um, just I know. Well, and that's what, I guess I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. Like, am I putting too much air in it? Because I I don't know. I keep getting holes in mine, and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. You got to cut your toenails. It ain't my, it's not from my toenails. It's not, that's, it's not what it's from. I mean, I'm fairly, I'm fairly positive that's not what it's from, but. It, it could be that, you, I mean, I blow mine up as, basically until it's, it's, it's at its peak. It's like, like firm, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's I mean, at its yeah, peak. It's right. not, I can't get any yeah. more in there. So. That's what I do. I don't know if you're plopping down too hard or whatever and just bursting it or, but it, I guess if you were bursting it, like, it would just be deflated like right away i would think right and you can can still blow it up the next day yeah so it's just gonna slowly i mean so i don't know i don't know know. so at the end of the day i'm not super crazy about it i like i like the pillow i like the system like the actual air mattress is nice when it starts but then by the morning it's not so great so and well and i also love the old one was like huge because of that bubble because of the pillow built in was super huge i'm not gonna say huge huge but it was it was a big thing to put in your pack uh when you were packing when you're trying to get things packed up this one being that it's separate pieces packs up a lot smaller and a lot lighter Right, and so, I don't have that pump, that stupid yeah. softball-sized pump thing that was in that original yeah. one. That's what took up most of the space. Yeah, so that's what I really like about it. Now, like I said, it loses air because it's an air mattress. Yours loses air because you're doing it wrong. So Apparently. So it lo- they lose air. It, all, I, I've never seen an air mattress that lasts days without, or like, lasts overnight without losing some air. So I've, I've never, I've just never seen one. Right. So right. that's the downfall that we found with that. So because of that, we haven't purchased one yet, but because of the the leakage or whatever with the, uh, the air mattresses, we are looking at finding foam pads. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure before next yeah. year I will have a foam pad. Depending on what you buy. I mean, they're, they're bigger, they're bulkier. Yep, they are. 100%. Um, potentially, they are heavier because they are bigger and bulkier. But foam, yep. foam pads tend to be pretty lightweight. And most of them, I don't, I mean, if you have a regular yoga mat, um, about a three quarter inch thick yoga mat, that's about what they are. Um, that, I'm. I'm assuming our listeners do yoga. I know. Um, yeah, right, right. I know. <laughs> You've seen a yoga mat. I mean, everybody has seen what a yoga yeah. mat looks like. So I know. That's the only thing that I don't know is, like, because the foam ones, they kind of come in, I'm going to say two different styles, and you can correct me if you have a different opinion, Mike, but you basically have the ones that fold up like an accordion. Yep. The wa- Or uh, yeah. you have ones that roll up like a yoga mat. Right. And yeah. I don't really know which style I'm going to wind up going with. I like the idea of the roll-up ones mainly for the portability of them because the ones that go like an accordion, I just don't feel like they go down small enough. I have seen them out on the trail. People have yep. them hanging from the bottom of their backpack. So clearly people use them. So 
from what I've seen on the trail with the ones that are the accordion style or the waffle, the fold up ones, whatever. Um, I've noticed that they also have little humps on them, like an egg cart yeah. type of deal. Yep. Yep. So that's to alleviate pressure. They can make them a little bit smaller. And I think that they're a little bit more lightweight. And what I'm, I'm leaning towards that style personally and the reason is yoga mat you unroll it it has that roll memory in it for sure absolutely it does so that's that's where i'm leaning at the the accordion style they've got the the hinge or the little fold there yeah so you unfold it it's just flat so you're not fighting with it at night or you're not fighting with it setting it up trying to get it unrolled in your tent you got to keep in mind you gotta unroll that thing in your tent and try yeah. to get it where you want it. So I'm leaning towards the accordion style. Just just for those okay. those reasons right there. Yeah, and that makes sense. I guess in my head, and having no experience with actually doing it, so this is all, I'm making all of this up. But <laughs> in my head, the memory from the roll, I feel like if you put a sleeping blanket, quilt, uh, bag, whatever, on top of that, I feel like that would hold it down enough. And usually, you and I are not getting to camp, setting up, and immediately going to bed. So I feel like there would be time for that memory yeah, to I, relax a little. And you can flip it over and back roll it and take some of that memory out. So there are ways right. to kind of do that. So yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I guess I, I get. I guess when it comes time to when I'm actually going to purchase or whatever, I'm going to look at the weight for one. Yeah. So, and this is that's going to be a thing where now I got to figure out where to put it too. I mean, it's, I it's going to revamp the way we do our packs too. So, in that, I know. That's, I mean, it comes back to I how to pack your those, pack type of a deal. I know. I know. Which will like we we'll we, get we to. talked about a couple episodes ago. We talked about maybe talking about how we pack our packs just to give people ideas on what we do, but everybody that I have seen with that accordion style fold back and forth, waffly, whatever you want to call that style that you're talking about, mm-hmm. everyone that I have seen with that style out on the trail has that um, attached at the bottom of their pack through those loops that you and I currently use to do our tents. Right. Right. Which not saying I don't know you if there's any other option. No, I, I don't. I don't think there is. Other than like we mentioned in the uh, last episode, is that uh, we've got that little um, lid, lid, the lid for yeah. the packs. So you could put it under there, or you could move the tent up there. Um, usually, you want your lighter weight stuff towards the top. Uh, you want more of your heavier stuff centralized. The, Tent, I would imagine, is heavier than. I mean, the tent's pretty lightweight, but it's. I would imagine it's heavier than the the sleeping pad. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look into it. No way to know. Probably, probably should have done our research before we started recording. This. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that though? We're we are uh, look. We have said from the beginning, not experts. not experts at this. Figuring it out as we go. We are just not kind of just kind of sharing what our experience is. We are not expert hikers. We are not expert podcasters. We- nope. Nope. <laughs> so, 
but we have opinions, especially about trekking poles. You, I don't, I don't understand why you keep bringing these up. I still, for the record, for the record, I have not gotten a single response telling me why trekking poles are great. Well, fair so, enough. Fair enough. As far as I know, I'm going to see how, how, how many episodes idea. in a row I can keep that going. Just yeah, keep, no, keep, not. keep bringing up trekking poles. That, that, that's the recurring theme from all these. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's all as far as your, like, pad options go, right? I mean, clearly you could have no pad. Well, um, well, yeah, and then I, I do know that there's specific pads for hammocks, too. Yeah. And we, like we said, we, we don't have experience with hammocks, so I can't really get into exactly... Right, I would, I would definitely You've assume, done a little bit of research. Do you know? I, I I haven't done a lot of research. I just, I happen to have a hammock with a bug net on it, so the option is there for me. Um, I know that just from setting that hammock up when we're glamping, if there's a breeze at all, that material does not block that breeze. So, right you definitely want something that will block that if you are sleeping in a colder climate or colder temperature. So you'll want, you will want a foam pad. I, I would assume I wouldn't think cause the air mattress style would still block the wind per se, but it's not going to deflect the temperature so much and hold on to your body heat. So if it's a little bit colder, I would definitely go with some kind of a foam or whatever they recommend for a hammock style, cold weather hammock style uh, uh, camping at that point. I, yeah, I, I would say if anybody if anybody out there listening to this has extensive experience with hammock sleeping while you're backpacking, we'd, we'd love your input on that. And yeah. we'd, we'd be happy to share your input on a future episode if you have anything to add to that because i don't i just don't have a lot of experience or, or any experience with that so i don't yeah. know um and would love to hear somebody's take on that if anybody is interested in writing yeah. up and um, we don't even have to just read your email we could have you do a voice memo or a voice record and you could send it in and we can uh just cut to you and right you know you could have your own little take on it you could be part part of the podcast there you go <laughs> there's your chance everybody <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, if anybody has any input on yeah. on anything about that, we'd, we'd love to hear your input. Um, Sean, Mike hike at gmail.com, send a voice memo, send an email, whatever you want to do. Yep. Um, we'd love to hear the input. R- realistically, I would love to hear it just for personal reasons. Not yeah. Well, <laughs> not yeah, absolutely. Related. Like I would just love to know. Yeah. Do you, do you love hammock camp, you know, have backpacking you, and, and why? Have and you done both and you prefer even... one over the other and why? Yeah, like I said, I have a hammock. It is a lot smaller than uh, than my tent, so theoretically, that can go in my pack, and my sleeping pad could go underneath or or whatever. You know, there's different options there. So, write in and uh, let us know, or like like I said, uh, send us a voice memo or something, or, or on all the socials, just send us a message, leave us a comment, do something. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that, do we want to recap real quick? So, um, make sure when you're looking, when you're looking at coverings, blankets, sleeping bags, whatever you want to use, mm-hmm. 
check the temperature rating. I think that was the big lesson that you and I learned was check the temperature rating and get an appropriately rated one. Temperature rating. And Um, and secondly, I wait, I mean, definitely kind of do your pros and cons, weigh, weigh your, um, do the weight and, uh, the temperature rating. If you can, yeah, if it's a little bit on the warm side, but it's a lot lighter, you know, weigh that out. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, Comfort is number one. Yeah, uh, out there. So, and then you know my hot take, and your your take might be different, Mike. But my take is, I almost kind of feel like air mattresses have their place, and I don't know if it's out on the back country. I don't know. Like, I just I haven't loved any of my air mattresses. I'm I'm gonna wind Same. up upgrading yeah. to a foam one and. I kind of wish I wouldn't have wasted the money on air mattresses. Like, I'm on my second <laughs> style of air mattress. I kind of wish I would have just went right yeah. with the foam from the beginning. I, I'll i tell you this. I had, I've had i always done the air mattress thing. I've never done the foam pad thing, whether it was regular camping or whatever. Like, I guess I didn't even think to look into the, the foam pad option at the beginning. Yeah. So that's why I immediately went to air mattress i'm i'm in the same boat though uh, uh air mattresses are fine they are inexpensive so they are inexpensive and they do pack down really small so, so like i get they the have they have them. their pros but the comfort level at the end of the day when when you get up to pee at two in the morning or whatever you go back to get on your sleep your air pad your air mattress and you realize i'm basically sleeping on the ground <laughs> yeah because it lost now, that much here's air the other whatever, thing but... here's the other thing that i'll say about air mattresses though and take this for what it's worth everybody i've also been buying cheap ones well, let's be honest fair. That, uh, i'm buying inexpensive ones so maybe if i were yeah. to buy because i have seen air pad, air mattresses that are expensive yeah maybe the expensive ones are really nice yeah, I think I'm willing to try a cheap uh, foam pad first. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. I feel like I'm right. Yeah, right. I know. I don't know if I want to spend a hundred bucks on an air mattress. I don't know. Well, I mean, realistically, look at it this way: you and I, for the most part, spend. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw this out there. We don't hike a lot or as much as I would like to. We spend maybe seven nights out on the trail. A year. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. So, is it worth spending that much money for seven nights a year? Right. So, if you are going out, way to look at if it. you're going out there and you're doing, th- you know, three weekend trips a month, or uh, if you're out there every weekend, or going to do a six-month trip in the, uh, the Appalachian Trail, or, or whatever, then... Spend the money, get the good yeah. stuff because you want to be comfortable out on the trail. Yeah, we're doing these one nights, two nights, and then a and then a three or four nighter in the fall or in the, in the late summer. Maybe it's not worth spending all that money on. You got you got to yeah. you got to weigh it on how much you're actually using the stuff too. So, and maybe maybe we'll buy foam pads and hate those too. I don't know. <laughs> right. We, it will revisit. We'll revisit this in the in the spring when we go on our spring trip. Well, I mean, right. unless we find a, a 
a weekend we can do something in the winter. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, hate doing some winter. I know camping. you're stuck on this winter backpacking. I just don't think I'm into it. I mean, I, I in my head I would like to do a winter trip. I just don't know if I would actually like it. I, I, <laughs> I, I bought cold. some winter grade uh, waterproof boots. That, uh, okay. I'm, I'm well, why don't Why don't you try it and you let me know how it works? <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll do a solo <laughs> podcast from the woods yeah. in the in the winter. There you go. There you go. All right, everybody. All right. So yeah, that's all I got. Um, again, our email address: seanmikehike at gmail dot com. If you've got any comments, feel free to write in. Mike said we could take a voice memo. If you want to send a voice memo, we could do that. Yeah, you do all the um, editing, so it's all on you. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and then we're on all the major socials, including now YouTube. We have a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Um, all of them are at Sean Mike Hike. Uh, I started a new thing last podcast, so I'm going to continue that going this time. If you're enjoying this podcast, please rate review and smash that what what smash, smash that, that subscribe button yeah right yeah <laughs> there you go um it really does help get the podcast out there so if you're enjoying this at all please rate review and subscribe uh that's all yeah. i got yeah go take a hike we'll see you in a couple weeks yeah go take a hike eh? yep It's built right in.